Welcome to Reviving Z Podcast. This is the month of May, and in May, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Names hold a lot of value. It personalizes the individual. You know, you're not generic human one. You're actually a person. Um, a lot of times when we personalize situations, personalize people, we kind of remember better. Names can conjure both fond and unpleasant memories in our lives. This month, we are recognizing Mental Health Awareness Month and all that may include the good, the bad, the, the messy. And here to share and kind of help me through this is Mike. You know, you're returning guest. You've been here before. Um, mental health is kind of what we're very familiar with. And I just want to say thank you for coming and sharing your insight with us. Glad to be here. So I just, you know, I like to always say, I don't reinvent the wheel, but I encourage those who are out there, find what resources may be helpful. And the U.S. is 988, the Suicide Crisis Lifeline. I, and wherever neck of the woods, wherever you part of the world you're from, find what resource might help you. Um, you know, um, and I'll just start here. You know, I always say things uh, that people say better. One thing when I think about mental health is some of the, celebrities that have are not here anymore uh one being robin williams you know he completed suicide several years back and he said this quote which was kind of haunting mike and i want to hear your what your take on it is i used to think the worst thing in life was to end up alone it's not the worst thing in life is to end up with people who make you feel alone what comes to mind and how do you think this correlates or how, how do you how do you read this quote well, I think it's interesting because it shows like a perspective of what is mm-hmm. versus what is perceived. Mm-hmm. Because you could actually be alone and not realize it until further down the road. Yeah. But if people make you feel like you're alone or you're isolated, that puts more stress and does more damage because they're reinforcing a negative stereotype. So, you know, feelings are important to a certain mm-hmm. degree, but we have to remember or re- remember like reality versus perception. Yeah. And that could be the key to saving not only your life, but others as well. Uh, and piggybacking on that, I, I do find, you know, working in the mental health field, but also in my own personal life, defining things matter. <laughs> defining what things are you know and um um sometimes our expectations are not our own i know that sounds weird to say but a lot of times i find our our needs or wants are outsourced it's very much there's so much stuff out there mike you go on anywhere everyone's telling you what you need to be who you need to be why you need to be and i feel that it can be problematic when you think about mental health um it's you know the old monage uh, the old kind of saying in the military was hurry up and wait in the middle in, in mental health field it, it it's like that especially when in the beginning when you're trying to get your medication in place get stabilized there's a lot of waiting and um you know i think there's also maybe a moment or maybe a time if if, if you're able to self-reflect of what your needs and wants are at the given moment but that that in itself changes. So, what along this this train of thought? What, um, how do you feel about um, when we, you know, we're, 
we're still talking about Robin Williams' quote, but you know, perception and feelings. You know, put them in their place. We don't do well when we we're driven by our feelings, uh, but we can't ignore what our feelings are telling us. So, it's two different kind of ways of thinking. What? What? Uh, anything else you want to add to that when you're thinking about how you navigate when we're talking? You know, tribute to mental health. Anything you want to add to this? Thought? Well. I just want to add, you know, when people talk about perceptions versus feelings, they they believe that one has to be vastly more than the other. Mm-hmm. But if I was to put a percentage on feelings versus, you know, logic, it would be 5149. Mm-hmm. And either way, it doesn't matter if you're 5149 logic over feelings or 5149 feelings over logic. Mm-hmm. But if you can get that balance or close to it, mm-hmm. it'll really help you put things into perspective because nothing will ever reach 50 50 and stay there. Mm-mm. Things go up, things go down. You have good days and you have bad days. <laughs> But if you could stay in that 5149 range, uh-huh. that means you're not overextending to either one and you have that harmony and you could always recalibrate that harmony for when you need it. Yes, and I I I I, I, I truly agree with that because it really comes from you. It comes from you start starting the process, you know. I mentioned the outsourcing not to poke for, uh, not to men- not to say that a lot of us you know what we see out there we, we we're influenced whether we like it or not it's how we respond to it that matters uh, from my experience our maintaining sustained change in someone's life starts with an individual i can tell you mike you should do this someone could tell me eat broccoli i should go do this and that unless i want to do it unless i really want to make those changes and it's something individual individualized for me it won't really stick for from my experience and why are we talking about this mental health is so intangible you don't see sometimes whether it's working or not um whether the medication's working or not whether what you're trying is working or not and for me that's where this kind of gray area i think is very important michael i want to ask you from your experience what have you seen been helpful working with and through difficult moments in your life when it got in regards to mental health and what did not help as much well i think people people want to either fix things mm-hmm. or to have the perception that everything's normal or fine or everything's okay mm-hmm. and a lot of times we hear in the field Sometimes you have to accept that it's okay to be not be okay sometimes because mm-hmm. you can't always, you know, be everything can't always be good, no. just like everything can't always be bad. Mm-hmm. And you know, my whole thing, like I said, is I'm about the balance, mm-hmm. and I know that you know, things come in ebbs and flows mm-hmm. and when they ebb and they flow you could be having a really really good streak the mm-hmm. next thing you know you're down for a while yeah but you can't you can't hyper focus on that 
Mm-hmm. Because with the good comes the bad. Just like you need night and day. You need light mm-hmm. and dark. You need mm-hmm. that, you know, I say this a lot, but you need that balance. So you need that harmony. Because without the harmony, if you have too much good, that could be just as bad as having nothing but bad. Yeah. I could see that because in reality, um, you know, what I've learned most was when I was having the most difficult time in my life, Mike. <laughs> I learned more things when I was really struggling, not the times. And if we're sometimes we could become complacent when things are seemingly going well. Um, and, you know, you mentioned in the beginning of this uh, when you're mentioning your experience that there are people who are fix-it people (laughs) and there's people who just want to say everything's okay. Albert Einstein talks about the people who want to say everything's okay. The world is a dangerous place, not because of who are evil, but because those who look on and do nothing. You know, we talk about mental health and it is messy. And it's not to cast blame, but actually, you know, know, it doesn't go well when you say shame, shame, shame for you not doing this because at the end of the day, it's it's all of us understanding a little bit more. You mentioned, well, at least we kind of been mentioning, generalizing mental health doesn't work. If I say, oh, this is personalized. And that's why when I was thinking about this month, remembering our names, names is very personal. And you can't avoid, like, you're Mike, I'm Robert, you know. And I feel it, it adds value. Sometimes in mental health, there seems like there's a devaluing of someone who is struggling. And I feel when it comes to mental health, we have to remember the individual, not the illness. We have to remember that that person is a person just like you and me. Some may be struggling, but every day is not a crisis situation. You know, not every day. You you can have fun. You could have hobbies. You can have a life. Um, But mental health, like I said, Robin Williams, unfortunately, um, in his quote, mentions this. But mental health can be overwhelming. And also lonely for those going through it. Uh, you know, uh, I could easily say, you know, especially from my experience, look back like, oh, you should know this. But if I really think about when I was really struggling, when I was <laughs> going through all the process, um, we forget a lot. There's a month for us to remember mental health. We may be doing well, but there's people who are just getting into it. People who are just getting diagnosed. People who are just navigating families in the same run i want to ask you um when you're no i want to pause right here what are your thoughts of what we've been talking about anything you want to add before we keep going well you know since it's mental health awareness month i want to mention you know nami or the national alliance of mental illness and encourage your viewers for those of who, who don't know about it just go up and google nami's principles of support Because, you know, a lot of people, they like when you have, you know, steps or, you know, things that you can turn to in an ordered fashion. And in those principles of support, you know, we have things like number seven, which is we will not judge anyone's pain that's less than our own. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people... They think when they're going through things, it's the worst thing and nobody's ever been through anything as worse as them. Mm-hmm. Or you mentioned earlier, which was number one, we will see the individual first and not the illness. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. 
Then yeah. I like number two. I'll just give a couple of these, yeah. these three couple. Number three would be principle number two, which is we recognize that mental illnesses are medical illnesses. Mm-hmm. And they may, you know, be have environmental triggers. And the thing about it is a lot of people, when things are seemingly going good or they're not used to dealing with people or the subject of mental illnesses, they don't look at it as medical illnesses. Mm-hmm. And they just think, oh, it's all in your head. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we don't tell people that have like cancer, it's all in your head, no. you know, or people that have other things you know, that's wrong with them medically, that there's nothing wrong. And sometimes we have to remember that mental illness falls under that. It is something that we all either have faced or have the possibility of facing in the future. Yeah. And I, you know, I think, um, I think when we see the individual and we see the, that mental illness is an illness, it's a medical illness, then we will, yeah, I think people will be more cautioned today to make fun of someone with cancer, someone who has, who's a, who's a child who has, you know, going through chemo. You know, granted, you know, the circumstance is different, but when, when um, someone wants to end their life because everything in their life is painful, and they just want a relief, um, I venture, I, I dare someone to say that that is just going to be a phase. Um, I would say, remember that person's name when you're saying that that is just a phase. They'll just get over it. It's in your head because it's not. Um, I think names sometimes bring a lot of uncertainty. We don't know what to do. And, you know, there's a lot of education, like Mike would say, out there that we can know. And granted, um, there's things that may help, resources that may be helpful, but just like anything in the medical field, if you don't know or don't like something or you want more care, or you need a higher level of care, you get a second opinion. You know, you start doing the research for yourself because you know why? Because the person's name matters, whoever that is. It's your son, your daughter, your wife, your you know, whoever it is. So, Consequently, you know, a lot of times, unfortunately, we were reminded of, of this month because it, there's so much information out there that we sometimes forget. It would be nice, I would think. It sounds funny to say that. It would be nice if we didn't need to remind ourselves of much like this. We just know. We're just reminded each day that each person has a value. Whether they have mental illness, whether they have leukemia, whether they have anything, we don't have to be reminded that treating people decently is um, fosters a community that accepts and one thing that I feel the three hardest words to say Mike and maybe you could concur is I need help in the mental health field that is the hardest not I am sad that you hear that a lot or my life sucks or whatever it's I need help and for me when we foster an environment that accepts people who have mental illness it may it may be that bridge that may be helpful. I'm going to share a quote and I want to hear what your thoughts about it. When I let go of what I am, I become what I might be. L- Lao Tzu, he's, you know, um, 
very uh what do you think about this quote i know we're shifting here but i think it's 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 taking the time of self-reflection sometimes we have all this baggage on this diagnosis that diagnosis but what will help you what can you uh, what and we sometimes limit ourselves so what do you think of this quote briefly well i like this quote and what a lot of people don't realize is lao Tzu was a philosopher in the chinese philosophy that really focused on taoism or taoism in some places and that that is not just a religion but it's a philosophy and a school of thought and within all of its parameters it always focused on maintaining balance and harmony and so it would have things and this particular quote where it says when i let go what i am so some people are proud of what they are like because i am a doctor that makes me the person I am. Because I am a, a lawyer, that makes me the, the person I am. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they let things define them by either their status mm-hmm. or their wealth or, yeah. you know, things of that nature. But if something was to happen, they lose it all. Mm-hmm. Then that's when they go to the part of where they become what I might be. Yeah. Because they didn't intend to become that, but mm-hmm. circumstances happen. And mm-hmm. even if, like, let's say you lose it all, you hit rock bottom, and mm-hmm. you think this is what I might have been or have become, but I could build back up. I could mm-hmm. regain everything. So you could become what you were again or mm-hmm. become something that you want to be. So it goes either way yeah either become greater or Mm. return back to what you were but you have to to realize that there are many possibilities of what you might have been yeah and i think um sometimes that those can be distractions um of what you may have been but the same i would say just like in the beginning, I'm trying to reflect on our conversation just briefly. Um, I just remember me saying that, you know, Aberon, um, that a lot of times we outsource, you know, mm-hmm. we outsource what our needs want and what we could have been. But a lot of times there's so much urgency. But a lot of times I ask people, whether I'm working with in the mental field or even myself or people, my friends or whatever, it's like, what do you want to do? <laughs> a lot of times you don't ever get in the picture. It's like, well, you know, no is a valid answer. If you don't want to do something, no is a valid answer. If you're able to see yourself as more valuable, like if you have a mental illness, doesn't, oh, I guess what I want to say, and I'm going to ask you, because this is a question right under this. What I like people to remember is that mental health doesn't devalue you. You know, you're just going through something it may be tough right now but I, I would say find out take the time you know to find out what will help you what we want to do if you want to do water underwater basket weaving do it as long as positive i would i would encourage hobbies are a big thing that i feel um is a good indicator that i would like people to to uh explore you know every day can't be such a 
oh, I need to improve myself, improve myself. We're human, you know, <laughs> we're human. Sometimes we can't, and we have those days where we're like, eh, yeah, not going to happen. But I would say, I would like people to remember, they're, they were a name before they had mental health. They were a person before these problems set on. Don't forget that person. You know, and I, I also I, I challenge the community to not forget these people. Uh, what would you like people to remember when it comes to Mental Health Awareness Month? Like, I want people to remember that it could happen to them and it could happen at any time. Because a lot of people, you know, we have the month, they focus on it, and then after the month, if they don't face it in their personal lives mm-hmm. or with somebody that they're close to, they sort of forget about it or put it out of their mind. It's just like, I'll give you a good example in the faith community. The people that go to church only on holidays, like yeah, an yeah. Easter or a Christmas or, or you mm-hmm. know, or mm-hmm. Passover or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like they, you know, at nine nine times out of 10 during the year, they're not thinking about their spirituality or, you know, helping others or doing what's right. But on those certain days, they're reminded. And yeah. while it's good that, you know, they get the reminder, they need to realize that, you know, it's not just limited to certain times or to to certain instances or if or it's not limited to when it becomes a crisis. I, I totally agree. You know, um, um, when we limit ourselves, when we do something, you know, you mentioned the, those those uh, seasonal church members who go and those high peak. Uh, well, you also, I would say, um, um, when it comes to um, you know this topic of of you know how we connect with one another. You know, I, I would say. Um, Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, how you know? I I think when we strip away um, all the titles of what I could have been, who I am, we begin to see the person. And I I feel um, yes, it could happen to you. But I, I think uh, uh, Coletta King Jr. the uh, relative to. Uh, Martin Luther King, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the quote in front of me. She said, the, the, how you can see how a community is is how they treat their people. How do we treat each other? Um, you know, I don't need to have cancer to treat someone decently who has cancer. I don't need to be um, experience everything um, that is heart-wrenching to understand that that must have been hard. Um, I think uh, when it comes to mental health and just like you were saying, um, you know, it, it's easy to generalize. It's easy to be distant. It's easy to forget their names. It's easy to say this is what they didn't do this because they should have done this. But all those should have don't bring those people back. All those should have don't provide more resources for people who need who are underinsured. All those should have don't bring back relatives who didn't get the help they needed all those shooters don't do that so reminding us at least um, piggybacking while pushing it forward mental health awareness shows us that we need to do more and we need to do more because 
as a community of people, each one of us deserve that. And I, I wholeheartedly be that, believe that because, because I didn't choose to have mental illness. I'm sure other people who had struggled in their lives don't choose it. Um, and I think that is what I would like people to remember this year is that, yeah, everyone could have it. But even if you don't have it, doesn't mean you can't remember those people who do. Um, um, I, the theme, I'm going to ask you this, Mike, and we're going to get to your final thoughts. And I know you're going to have a few things to share with us today. Remembering our our names, uh, what comes to mind? I know we've kind of been hitting on it a lot, but any last little things you want to add to this? I want people to realize that if, you, you know, anything is possible, if, but not everything is probable. Mm-hmm. And I like the quote that says, it's easy to do what's right when the spotlight is on you. Mm-hmm. It's hard to maintain that when no one is looking. Yeah. And the reason why I said previously anything is possible, but not everything is probable, is because there are going to be times where, you know, some people don't understand, you know, the situation because they are blessed for mm-hmm. it not to have happened to them. So they yeah. may forget about the people that do have the day-to-day struggle. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they're doing it out of malice. It's just the spotlight is not on them. Yeah. And when that spotlight is not on you, you know, that's when your your true character comes out. Yeah. Like you want to be a good person, not just when people are looking at you and praising you for being a good person, yeah. but you want it to be a genuine thing. Yeah, I feel like the I was I was uh, I almost forgot when you mentioned those church members that come seasonally. It, it and a lot of times they come back because of guilt or shame or whatever. The uh, I'm not saying everyone. Uh, there's like attrition, forced attrition. The idea that you know, I'm I feel like I feel bad. I don't want to be. Um, it's fear based. Like I don't want to. I don't want to look bad for being mean or being rude or you know. I have to do this because, you know, I would venture to ask yourself why, you know, if we're really being honest, we're human. We are like, I myself can be selfish just like anyone else. Mm -hmm. But my, my question is prioritizing why you do what you do. And also just understanding that, you know, the spotlight is not always on you, but what you do, like Mike is saying, what you do when the spotlight is not in you really defines who you are because you're not gaining any recognition. You're doing it because it matters. And I feel that in itself shows character. If you're, if your whole response to being um, caring for the mentally ill is because you get high fives and recognition, um, I feel it misses the mark for me. It really has to be something that you yourself have developed and if you can't do something we're human be honest with yourself i cannot do all this stuff but we also can also treat each other decently at the very least um 
I want to ask you, Mike, and give you a little opportunity to share a little bit what you've been up to. What, uh, what any final thoughts you want to share with those listening and, um, and to share what you've been up to? Go ahead. Well, my final thoughts is this. You know, names have power. And we've mentioned this a number of times in, in, you know, in this discussion, the power of personalizing something. Because if you're just, you know, number 649, mm-hmm. you know, that's different than being called Robert. Yeah. You know, it, it's you 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 get a certain, you know, not just pleasure, but you get a certain, you know, and not you get a fulfillment. Yeah, and you get that sense of value, mm-hmm. and you know that's why remembering our names is a good title, and it's something that we need to think about, not not just during the month of May or September or October, which are some of the other months where we do mental health things, but just try to think about it, you know, to remind yourself to be good to not only yourself but to other people as a routine thing or mm-hmm. an everyday thing. Yeah. You know, I just want to, before you share, I also want to say, um, when, um, when I think about names, I think about when people are about to have a, a child. How mm-hmm. much emphasis is that? Like, oh, what are you going to name him? It's a boy, this, a uh, girl, that. There's so much excitement in the name. It's so personal, so individual. And like, I, I do appreciate you recognizing I, I i thought put a lot of thought into what this month should uh what spoke to me i think remember our day our the, remembering our the names really do matter i think um it's when you put a number you don't really know if you say oh this person in washington dc uh completed suicide until you know the person the name if you know the individual that's when it really sinks in Mike, I want to give you an opportunity to share a little bit what what you've been up to and anything you want to share with those listening. So, go ahead. Well, uh, I started my own peer support network, and what I try to do is to try to help peers or consumers to learn and build helpful and strong support networks. That's my goal, and that's what I've been doing. The name of my peer support network is the Northern Star Peer Support Network. My website is northernpeernetwork.com. And I also have a blog that I write called Mike's Tales. And it's, it's the address you put in is blacksun30.home or no, .blog.home. And it's a WordPress blog that comes up where I try to touch on subjects and different things, but do it in bite-sized chunks. So it's just little quick takes that you may find encouraging or may give you some food for thought. Some people will agree, some people will disagree. But my goal is to help people to have the information so they can make an informed decision that is right for them. And I want to, you know, 
help break the stigma of mental health. That is my goal and that is my, my, you could say calling or purpose. And I'd like to thank Robert for inviting me here today. And I hope everybody is able to learn something from it and really get something out of it. And those who are listening, I just want to share that the links to those websites the, and the blog will be clickable just below. If you look at the notes, you'll be able to click there, whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're listening on Anchor or whatever platform, you'll be able to see in, in the in the notes where you could actually find more information on what Mike is sharing. Thank you so much, Mike, for just joining us. You know, every every time I think about mental health, I'm like, I gotta get Mike back on here. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on. I just want to give um uh, remember to stay updated with Revive Ministries, the various platform, revivemistryfl.com is our website. This is goodbye from Revive Ministries, leaving with his last quote. It's from Bren Brown. He says vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. Truth and courage aren't always comfortable. <laughs> but they're never weak.